customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. podcast on the athletic network it's tuesday january 12th i'm je skeets rolling this morning with bass master ripping them lips trey kirby hey hey oh we got the international man of mystery taking it to the max lee ellis friend mm. you must have liked that vegetable melody there that was that <laughs> Where and do last you but find not these, least JD? making the magic happen a one-man production company it's jd hello there he is! And here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live on YouTube. Keep doing your thing. Like, comment, subscribe. We are something like 500-ish subs away from our initial goal of 25,000. We teased yesterday that we're going to drop Big Beef Volume Big 1 beef. as soon as we hit 25k. What does that even mean? Well, subscribe and find out. If we Subscribe hit 25, and find 000, out is exactly yeah. right, Skeets. It's for big boys only. There you go. There you <laughs> and go. And ladies, of course. So 25K, once we hit that, we're dropping Big B Volume 1. Again, <laughs> even I don't know what that means, so uh, I can't wait to find out. Uh, email us your questions and comments for this week's Beach Steppin' Podcast. Email them in nodunks at theathletic.com. Be a team player. Rep the brand. Get some fire No Dunks merch. Always available over at nodunks.com. Shout out to our friends at Breaking Tea. And if you haven't already... Go snag yourself a subscription to The Athletic. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks where you can sign up for just $3.99 a month for the best damn sports writing in the world. You got Hall of Famer David Aldridge, former NBA executive John Hollinger, and today's guest, yes, today's guest, oh. Zach Harper. Yeah, that's right. Talk Hoops himself is going to be joining us later in this podcast to discuss his latest power rankings and why he jinxed the Suns and the Pacers, and uh, so much more. So Zach Harper is going to join us a little bit later here. But let's start today with a little What You Got. What you got? What you got? What you got? 
got a little what you got. The games last night, uh, well, the late games got interesting, and we're going to touch on those. But the first ones, let's be honest, uh, they were sort of duds. So, this caught my eye yesterday, and I was fascinated to get your take, guys. Yesterday, John Hollinger of The Athletic and Kevin O'Connor of The Ringer, shout out to KOC, they made the case, basically, that Bradley Beal maybe has more trade value around the league than James Harden does. Um, I think it's an interesting thought experiment, and it is really a good, great question for you two guys, especially the two stands here. <laughs> we know TK loves them some hard, and we know Lily loves them some Beal. So it's a what you got. It's a would you rather. Would you rather trade for Bradley Beal or James Harden, you know, right now? TK, get us started. What you got? Come on, Skeets, you want the real thing or you want the imitation? Of course you're trading for James Harden. You want a Rolex or a Folex? You're paying a little more to get the real deal, but come on, it's worth it. James Harden is a guaranteed playoff berth in the Western Conference. The Western Conference, the good one. Mm. Not so much for Bradley Beal. James Harden, an MVP conversation. He's going to finish top five every single season. Bradley Beal last year, best year of his career. 36 and 4. That's an average James Harden season. And the Wizards won 25 games. The argument to me for Beal is that he's younger. And that's it. Because James Harden is a better version of Bradley Beal. If Bradley Beal could get to James Harden's level, he probably wouldn't be trying to get out of Washington. Yeah, I think there's maybe only two reasons why I actually would lean towards Beal. One, you said the younger thing. That's big. And I know KOC and Hollinger brought that up. Four years younger. That's, you know, that's something there. You could we may not even have seen the best of Bradley Beal yet, it's fair to say. Um, and the other reason is, and KOC, I think it was the one that noted this, Beal maybe does have the more malleable game, right? That you could sort of plug into any system. Harden's ball dominant, definitely more ball dominant, and Beal could hypothetically fit better in more places. And I, I think that's, I think there's some truth to that, but that's just my opinion. Lee, you got Beal or Harden, who is, uh, you know, who would you rather trade for? Well, I think it does come down to uh, where is he going to go? Because, mm-hmm. for example, I think Bradley Beal to the Mavericks would be a good fit alongside Luka Doncic. I don't think James Harden next to Luka Doncic would be as good a fit because they both have a similar style of game. Beal can play off the ball and Beal can also be the facilitator and playmaker when he has to be. So I think that's a better fit for him. But then again, if you were taking James Harden, let's say, uh, what's an example? Maybe the Raptors, if you were going to give up Kyle Lowry, then he fits into a, a better system there in that situation. So it, it depends on the fit and the team he's going to. And also you have to look at right now where the two players are. James Harden started off, his first game was great, but he's kind of been hot-dogging a little bit out there recently, and it looks like he's pouting. It looks like he wants to get out of Houston, and he's not putting up the numbers that we are used to seeing, which, as Trey mentioned there, I mean, he puts up 35, 5, and 5, Basically, or, or more than that, of course, but uh, more in his sleep. But right now, maybe James Harden's heart's not quite in it. So his value is a little bit lower, whereas Bradley Beal is probably dying to get to a situation where he is on a playoff contender. And he is on a season, on a team that has actually got hopes of not just making the playoffs, but actually going deep into the playoffs. James Harden's teams have been deeper into the playoffs. So uh, there's, there's that to consider. Also, their contract lengths as well. James Harden's got that enormous contract still uh, to, to uh, that, that he's owed, whereas Bradley Beal can be a free, ja- free agent at the end of next season. And so there's those things to consider. But in terms of players, James Harden certainly has achieved more in his career to this point. But does that really count going forward if James Harden perhaps brings a little bit of baggage, which he's carrying right now, both in terms of his performance and his uh, physical condition? So, you know, clearly Bradley Beal is, I, I, he's a, 
I'm more of a fan of his than James Harden. Mm -hmm. But James Harden, certainly, if he goes to the right situation, maybe he'll be rejuvenated and be an MVP candidate again. I don't think he is this season so far, but certainly we know he can go out there and put up 50 points, 60 points against anybody. Uh, Bradley Beal has also shown that he can get maybe not quite those 50s and 60s in the same way that Harden can, but he can get you 40, 45 pretty easily as well. He's averaging so, 39, 6, and 6 in the month of January yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah, Bradley Beal is. I mean, that is Harden-like for sure. It, it, it's getting there. But, but, you know, James Harden, when he goes on those stretches where he's just on fire like we have seen, I mean, you know, Beal hasn't had a prolonged period like that. But again, he's a different player as well. He's different, different sort of style of playing. So, um, I, again, it, it comes down mainly to fit which team he's going to go to and how he's going to uh, slot in next to the other star player there. But, but uh, Okay, let I, me ask you this then. If you're the Philadelphia 76ers, I'll go to you here first, Trey. Would you rather Harden or Bradley Beal? And I know it depends on what you'd be giving up to get him, but let's say it's pretty comparable. Am I giving up Ben Simmons? That's the big question. Probably. If yeah. I'm giving up Ben Simmons, give me Harden in a second because he's gonna, they're going to need somebody to handle the ball, somebody mm-hmm. to make all the plays. And you're right, Lee. He's, he's not into the season. James Harden isn't. You're seeing people in the stream team saying character matters. I agree, but also scoring matters. Assists matter. James Harden has led the league in scoring three times. He's led the league in assists once. He's leading the league in assists right now, despite not really caring to play for the the Rockets. If he gets to a new team, he's going to be completely rejuvenated, yeah. playing for a championship contender. I think this is an easy choice. I think Bradley Beal would trade spots with James Harden in a second. I think Bradley Beal would like to win more than 50% of his games once in his career. He's, what, won three playoff series? That's a season for Harden. Give me James easy. <laughs> Lee, same question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Simmons for, for Harden is a huge question because if you're getting the best version of James Harden, then absolutely no question the Sixers make that deal. And so do the Rockets because they get a young star player in return and they get away from Harden who clearly doesn't want to be there. But if you're getting the James Harden we've seen so far this season, then it's, it becomes a lot riskier I think for Philadelphia, because you just think, is, is, is he going to turn it on? Is he going to flip that switch? We know he can do it, but you just sort of want to see him play his way out of Houston by playing the right way rather than just kind of waiting to be traded, which I think we're seeing from him a little bit right now, you know, because clearly he's not in, even though he's a bigger guy, he carries a little bit more weight, but we haven't seen him quite in this shape before, even though out on the court, he's still performing to a, to a sort of as much as he wants to perform. You know, he had that 44 and 17 game to start the season and uh, people were saying look at how big he is uh, he hasn't reached that level again yet but uh, we know he's capable of doing it so if you're getting that version of James Harden the best version of James Harden then the Sixers do it in a heartbeat but if you have any concerns that maybe James Harden is just like I, I don't even know if I'm into it at all this season then it becomes a bigger bigger uh, risk there for Philadelphia right but we think the reason for him hot dogging, as you called it, lollygagging, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> going through the motions is because he's demanded a trade from Houston and he's still playing for the Houston Rockets. And right, he's like, absolutely, oh, okay. yeah. And, but, I'm not, and I'm not saying that's the way to go about it. You know, yeah. you should be a pro and all that and still play your ass off. But uh, I'm going to bet, like Trey's saying, when, if he's moved to another team, we're going to see the Harden of old. Uh, that's my guess. I don't think he's suddenly become like, you know, a, a, a B player. Uh, he's still A plus, no, no, for no, sure. That, I think it's uh, his that's attitude. A, that, that's the thing. His attitude is is yeah. bad right now. And yeah. his body language is bad. There's no, yeah. just no question about that whatsoever. And just the whole situation there in Houston. I mean, the Rockets have given him everything for the last eight years. Mm-hmm. And so he deserves to at least play his way out of there the right way if mm-hmm. he's going to go and, and, and continue to have his trade value at its absolute maximum because I don't think it is right now. I think it has taken a little bit of a hit because people are teams, you know, the, the, he, he's available. A superstar MVP caliber player is available 
And it feels like teams are sort of a little bit more hesitant right now. Maybe it's to do with his contract. Maybe it's to do with the demands of what the Rockets want in return. Right. You know, they want to because that's what package. KOC has been saying in the Ring article. He's saying maybe the Rockets are actually hoping they can keep Harden around for this year. Now that yeah. John Wall is there playing well, obviously Christian Wood is looking like an All Star. Like that, they can keep him happy enough to keep playing for them and still be like he usually exactly, is like because, Trey said still a good team because he's on your team because he's still a great player yeah, so yeah. And, and the Rockets know what they get in him as far as the performance when, you know, apart from this season they know what you're getting out of him whereas anyone you bring in it, it, you have to start again so it's a, it's a very interesting thing and, I, and it's going to be interesting to see now what happens over these next few weeks whether or not he does return to that sort of superstar form or he just continues to kind of be like I, I'm out of here and I'm just checked out until I'm traded to a new team mm-hmm and then there are like whispers that Ben Simmons isn't even playing for the Sixers right now because he knows he's going to be traded for James Harden. That's only happening in mere hours. As soon as we're done, uh, as soon as we're done recording this podcast, how many imminent James Harden trades have we had already yeah. this season? We've gone to bed so many nights thinking we're talking about James Harden being traded in the yeah. morning. Maybe it'll never happen. Maybe he'll be a rocket for life. No way. I, I'm still convinced it's happening. I thought maybe it would have happened by now, but you know, you start to get these articles and you start going, oh, that might be the Rockets trying to throw that out into the world. Like, oh no, we're happy with James Harden. Well, why would you say that? Well, you're trying to get a team to throw in another pick, to throw in another young player like that are getting a little desperate. Now, the Wizards got a win last night, and I know we're going to talk to probably uh, Zach Harper a little bit about that because he had the Suns high in the power rankings and they lose. So they got a win. Beal was awesome. Gave him whoa, boy. I mean, he nearly had a triple-double, oh. 34 points. <laughs> he was special. Um, and, and, you know, the Rockets didn't play, so we can't compare the two last night. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just funny timing that, well, okay... Harden is maybe now off the trade block. Well, who's the next big superstar? Like, who just goes bumps up to the top of the list? And there aren't a lot of names, as KOC pointed out, too. It's like Beal, and then it's like, you know, maybe Zach Levine, maybe DeRozan, maybe Lowry, of course, with the Raptors. It's like, it sort of uh, goes pretty dry pretty quickly. My other uh, little takeaway from the article from, from Kevin, he has 14 front office executives, which teams come to mind as a sleeper for a blockbuster deal, okay? Because we know we talk about Sixers a lot and a couple other teams that have always come up with the Harden and Beals talk. Six of the executives responded with the Pelicans, which I think is uh, a little interesting, right? I mean, David Griffin, not afraid to make a big move. They have a ton of draft picks because of, you know, moving Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday, so they have so many draft picks to play with, and they have young talent. And they have a coach in Stan Van Gundy that you look at, and I mean, we talked about it when they first got him. We we're like, oh, that's a team that wants to win right now. I mean, do you think there's some a possibility, Trey, that Griff would do something like that? He sees Harden available and, and pulls the trigger for that? Well, David Griffin is very smart. Stan Van Gundy likes to run pick and roll. Seems like a match to me, especially mm. when you throw in the fact that New Orleans is an excellent party city eventually. Mm. I mean, it seems like a perfect fit for James Harden. Can you imagine him and Zion next to each other, both wearing those blocky uh, city edition uniforms with the blue on top, the red around the waist? They look like a bunch of chunky boys out there, but they get some baskets. There's no doubt about that. Um, I don't know. To me, it's like Harden will instantly go back to putting up 35 and 15 as soon as he gets to another team. And, you know, a lot of teams we saw throughout this reporting on James Harden and how he's been in the mix for trade offers have said, oh, man, it's it's ridiculous what he's done to the Rockets. But are they wrong? We would actually maybe do the exact same thing. The talent is immense with Harden. And you're going to get the best from him whenever you're the team that actually says, yeah, we want you, man. We're willing to give up stuff for you and try and win a championship here. 
Uh, that's not Houston right now, despite the fact that they seem to have found some decent pieces around mm-hmm. them. I could see it happening with the Pelicans. They've got some defensive players there, too, which might be a nice uh, a nice supporting cast for James Harden. We saw that work with the Rockets, obviously. I can see that being in the mix. Uh, people in the stream team are saying, Zach Levine and change for James Harden. Make my day. <laughs> oh, yeah, that definitely would. <laughs> it would definitely make your day. You would buy a Harden Bulls jersey instantaneously. Oh, my I goodness. I, oh, I don't know. That would be a tough one, Skeets. 13, Why? that was my basketball number, but that's also Joachim Noah's Bulls number. Oh, Are they going to reissue that jersey for wow. a living legend? <laughs> oh, tough to know. say. I don't know. Some of the other... Uh, teams that the executives responded with too here before we wrap this up lily was uh the heat now they've sort of always been linked yeah. to like a, a blockbuster player two said the knicks okay the mavericks you you mentioned them you love them as a spot for beal um and then the nuggets and the spurs because of uh, probably some of their uh, their contracts and some of their older players could get it done so i thought that was interesting go check that out hollinger writing about it on the athletic go to the athletic.com slash no dunks and koc writing at the ringer great topic Let's hear from the stream teamers and, of course, tweet at us as well at no dunksing. All right, our next one. Let's get to some of the games because the late games were, uh, well, I was going to say they were entertaining, but as a Raptors <laughs> fan, they were heart-wrenching. Um, yeah, Siakam missed another game winner, second night in a row, had a look at it. Uh, this one a lot closer inside, but it didn't fall. And uh, McCollum shot before that. He lift, They lifted the Blazers. He lifted the Blazers to the 112-111 win over the Raptors. And then we also had the Kings holding off the Pacers. High-scoring affair, 127-122. They got some help from the replay center. Shout-out to Joe Borgia. And uh, we had a big Fox dunk and Harrison Barnes on fire. Bigger win last night, though. Was it the Blazers over the Raptors, that one-point victory coming back? Or the Kings, who, you know, that's a quality win over a good Indiana Pacers team. What you got, Lee? I'm going with the Sacramento Kings because they desperately needed a victory last night and it looked like they were going to blow it in typical Kings style. They were leading this game and then the Pacers took over and you thought, that's it, the Kings are going to blow this. But they didn't. They hung on. And I've got to give a huge shout-out to Rashawn Holmes. His Mm. fourth quarter was incredible. Four blocks. uh, And on the play that Buddy Heald hit the three that put him up by four, it was his hustling play. He didn't sort of get it clean, but he kept the ball alive. It went out to Buddy Heald. He knocks down that three-pointer. Uh, and that basically sealed it. Then De- uh, De'Aaron Fox had that huge dunk at the end of it. But Rashawn Holmes, I mean, his energy on the defensive end is in- so important to the Kings because they've got such an awful defense otherwise. And King- uh, and Holmes last night, there was that one play, the goaltending play there on uh, uh, DeMantis Sabonis, which wasn't a goaltend. It was a great overturn by the, uh, by the officials there because it was a great block. And he just gave them that energy that they're needing because the Kings in the last, I think it's four games in a row now, they've given up 120 points. <laughs> And finally, they get a win. Because if you're giving up that many points, teams are just scoring any time you want. And so for the Kings to actually hang on and get a victory against a very good team too, a very good disciplined team, a good closing team like that, I think is huge. The Raptors, Skitsi, I don't know, man. They, 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 they shouldn't have lost this one, but they did. Uh, they're just in a bit of a funk right oh, now. But, uh, but I'm going with the Kings. And Tom Zilla, his, uh, his uh, newsletter this morning basically said, for the Kings, make it make sense because they look awful at times. The Raptors, actually, their last win came against the Kings when they put up 144 yeah. points. Yeah. Uh, the Kings, you just expect them to blow things. And they didn't last night. They hung on for a victory. So I'm going with the Sacramento Kings. Also, I just didn't really want to rub it into you, Skeetsy. I'll let you sort of say oh, whatever you want about the Raptors. I mean, at this point, it's like, as a Raptors fan, would you rather just your team lose by 20 points <laughs> or lose by one, you know, at the buzzer, you have a chance with your, you know, your star player in Siakam coming up short, unfortunately, uh, now back-to-back nights. I don't know what's worse. I really don't, like, here I am, Trey, 
Last night, it's a late game, of course, on the West Coast. I'm watching it in bed. I took it to bed. Sometimes, you know, those late games, I'll take the phone, I'll take the iPad, and I'm lying down in bed. We got Luna, the puppy. She's sleeping. Nora's out cold. And I'm watching it. So here we go. All right. You know, Raptors looking good. They're build a lead. Oh, here come the Blazers. Oh, here comes Melo. Oh, boy. Here we go. Oh, McCollum hits a great shot. That was a beautiful shot from CJ McCollum. He's cold-blooded. And then, all right, well, here we go again. And, you know... Siakam, they post him up this time. He's obviously the number one option this night. You know, he wasn't in the Warriors game. I think that was sort of a bailout, and he gets it in the backcourt, and then he tries to create. Obviously, we already talked about that. But he does his, like, you know, little up-and-under spin ruse and had a good look. It's played well. I, you know, it's that little pop shot, sort of little dinker-dumper, really, from Siakam, and it doesn't fall, and I just... Looked at my phone, I went to Twitter, I put a, you know, a frowny emoji, and then put it down and just rolled over and went to sleep, like, instantaneously. And I woke up this morning singing something along the lines of, I still believe in my basketball team. I was singing that when I woke up this morning. Because I was like, the last thing I did right before I fell asleep was saw my team lose another heartbreaker. And Siakam had a monster game, he had the triple-double, he played really, really well. But they come up short. So, Trey, I guess my it was a long way to ask. Would you just rather your team lose by twenty points or lose at the buzzer? I mean, like, or have oh, a chance. Oh man, to I don't know, Skeets. Uh, I felt very bad last night because it honestly reminds me this season for the Raptors right now reminds me of the start of the season for the Bulls last year, where they would get these massive leads. They would go into every fourth quarter with a ten point lead, and somehow they would figure out a way to blow it. I don't know what is going on with the Raptors because Siakam had a great game last night. Great he game. was really giving it to him in the post. He was scoring. You know, there was definitely times when Robert Covington was coming out on top in that matchup. But in general, Siakam looked like he was in control, looked like he was getting the shots he wanted. And he got a pretty nice look there at the end as well. I'm um, Posting up, I think, is a tough look for any player regardless. Like, you don't see a lot yep. of ISOs yep. for a post up all around the league, even for a big guy. You know, that's a definitely a 90s thing, but... He made a nice move. He got a nice shot. Just wouldn't drop. Similar to the Jonas Valanciunas versus uh, LeBron not too long ago where the ball was just on the rim so many times. Couldn't drop. But I I don't know. I I would try something else at the end of the game. I mean, I know they didn't try to get Siakam the ball against the Warriors. Draymond really blew things up and it had to be a create situation for Siakam. But he's so much better when he's on the move, when he has somebody setting a screen for him and tilting the defense so that he can attack. Maybe give it to Fred Van Vliet. Maybe give it to Kyle Lowry. I know they're shorter uh, guys, so it can be yeah. tougher for them to get some shots off. But I would try something different. Siakam is a great scorer for 47 minutes. But when you give him the ball and say, go against the set defense, yeah. it's tough times. Yeah, he scores He scores in the flow of a game. And this is where, like, I mean, to uh, make a weird baseball comparison, it's like he just pitched, like, eight great innings. And they still have him going, you know, to close it out in the ninth in a close game. And, you know, he gives up the dinger as the pitcher. He just can't close it. And that's sort of <laughs> what he struggled again last night. He couldn't close it, despite having an amazing game. That's all you're going to remember. Or people that didn't watch the game are going to go, oh, well, there's your star player. He's not clutch. And I wonder if it's true because you're right, Trey. I'm with you. And this was always the worry. He's not like a give him the ball and go create some space and get us a bucket. Because it's, it's not really who he is. It, it's not. I don't know if he'll add it. I just don't know if he'll ever be that um, because they and look both these shots fall and we're saying, oh, OK, you know, the Raptors are back, back. on their way and they're winning these games like he had their looks he can make. That's the thing. They weren't like insane, like, 
just like falling out of bounds and tripping over himself and like fumbling in a way. Like they're they're makes he they're, they're shots he can make, but he is not that guy. Though you said do something else. I don't know the Raptors have that guy as much as I love Lowry and Van Vliet. Like you said, the size, it's a, it's a limitation in that mm-hmm. moment, right? When, uh, when the defense is focused on a particular player because there's you know, less than 10 seconds and you sort of have an idea where it's going to go. Can they create the space? So what do you, what do you, what do you think, Lee? Like, I mean, <laughs> are Raptors fans or not even like casual NBA fans, are they being too hard on Siakam here? He's played really well over his last five games, but has obviously come up short. Yeah, it, it, it's right the ball, right the story when the ball's in the air. If he hits these last two shots in the last two nights, then yeah, oh see, see, Yakum's back. He's clutch. He can finish games. He is yeah. the guy they go to at the end of the game. That's just how fine the line is between being a goat for the right reasons and a goat for the wrong reasons. That's what it comes down to. Siakam, I I like the fact that Nick Nurse is like, you're our star. We're going to you. Don't worry about what happened last night. You're going back to you. We're going back to you again mm-hmm. tonight and just see what happens. And again, that ball drops in. Uh, and, or if he, he switches that one the night before against the Warriors, it's like, see? See, you can trust this guy at the end of the game. Then he just had to shake off that uh, bad start to the season. So I, I still think, again, that the Raptors will be fine. I, I believe in their continuity. They've been obviously competing a lot better these last couple of games. And they did have a big blowout victory against the Sacramento Kings. It's just when things aren't going your way, that's what happens sometimes. And, and again, you've got to give credit to the uh, Portland Trailblazers last night because they yes. seem to be down this entire game. But as we know in the NBA, you just go on a little bit of a run there and then you get the right break at the end. And CJ McCollum afterwards, he said, listen, I work on this. This is not an accident for me. That sort of <laughs> shot is really in his bag. Yeah. You know, he likes to get to his spot. Yeah, Raptors could handles. use a guy like that that could get exactly. that shot. That's yeah. what we're getting at. And he yeah. got a good shot. Uh, but the Raptors had a chance to win. They've had a chance to win the last two games against two good teams playing good basketball. Just can't do it. I, I still think Siakam is uh, is going to be fine and and. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't be trading him or anything like that right now. Right out this uh, rough patch, and hopefully the Raptors get back on track soon because I think they will. Yeah, what are they two and eight now? Yeah, two and Great, eight, greatest two and eight team in NBA history. Eight. I'm telling again, you, two two bounces away from being four and four and back at five hundred. You know, that's mm-hmm. just the, how fine the line is. So uh, yeah, I, I I just I just feel that the Raptors, uh, if they keep playing the way they're playing, these things are going to turn their way soon, and all of a sudden you'll see them rattle off five in a row and right. Back in town. Get Bainesy on the court there. Come on, man. Give me The give defense me is bad enough already. They don't need to play Baines anymore. They gave up 36 in the fourth quarter. I mean, we're, we do talk a lot about Siakam because he's the star player and he's taking these clutch shots, but this is a team that's defense hasn't been good enough to yeah. win, especially in mm. fourth quarters. If you're coming in with a 15-point lead and you're a, a team that has a championship pedigree, you got to win one of them. Yeah, and that was the Raptors' M.O. They had a lead last year. They almost never gave it up. They were just like, always win those games uh, with their defense. You're right, Trey. And uh, they can't. Look, Alex Len got the start. Okay, that, you know, didn't last all that long. He got he got embarrassed sort of in the second quarter. Boucher needs mm. the most minutes at the Raptors' center position. He's he's earned it at the oh, playing, oh, vastly outplaying Beans uh, and Len. <laughs> and, you know, and it was his birthday and he had a good game. Like, he's actually contributing. But, <laughs> it was his birthday. Yeah, man. Well, Devlin told us it was his birthday about eight times in the broadcast. I was laughing <laughs> oh, he had every that time. crazy three from the corner. That was a hilarious one because at that point, like you're saying, he'd been yelling, it's his birthday quite a bit. Yeah. This one, he just tossed it over to Leo. What day 
day is it? It's his birthday. That, love, was a, that was a gift of a shot. That was nice. I love when Devlin tries to get Leo to like do something that Jack would do because he was yeah. trying to get Leo to sing happy birthday with him. But he, Leo's like, I'm not doing that. I don't have a great voice. And, you, know, you know, Jack would have been, of course, singing away. I love that. The chemistry is hilarious. Uh, so good win for the Kings. Uh, good win for the Blazers. You're mellow, man. Holy. Uh, you know, it's always nice to get a little, even if I'm a Raptors fan, always nice to see like a little mellow flashback there. He catches fire, has an impact. Talking trash. Oh, yeah. Talking trash to the Raptors bench there. And he said, that's what you live for, those moments. You know, there's no yeah. fans there. So you hear that noise a little bit more, hits those shots, talks a little trash. He's, uh, yeah, it's good to have a little bit of rejuvenated mellow out there. Yeah. And my final thought on the Raptors, because their defense is not like carrying them to the, carrying them to these victories, um, it feels like they need their star players, you know, really in Siakam, Van Vliet and Lowry to all have good games all on the same night and they're struggling to find that um, like Van Vliet was a you know the one last night that was sort of like you know missing in action a little bit he's probably exhausted from chasing around Steph Curry you know the night before for uh, 40 plus minutes and then he's got to get Lillard he's doing his best on that end it's like the defense is just not he's playing great defense don't get me wrong but it's just uh yeah not taking him through to the finish line so that that's a that is a gut punch of a loss the raptors are just getting like kicked in the nuts by chun lee right now or like e honda slaps just non-stop night after night after night it's brutal all right i know we got zach harper we got to get him on here but just quickly a couple more questions for you guys who's having the sneakier good season that's how i'm asking it gordon hayward or chris middleton what you got who you got lee well, I don't know if Gordon Hayward's sneaky anymore. He's uh, Since he's had that uh, career-high night with the 44 points four games ago, the Hornets are on a tear. They've won four in a row, and he's been really, really good. So I think it's kind of blown him up a little bit more, whereas the Milwaukee Bucks, and especially Chris Middleton, I think they're sort of flying under the radar. I think team, everyone's kind of like, oh, we've been talking about the Bucks the last couple of seasons. They've flamed out in the playoffs. We're not really keeping our eye on them right now. We know they're a good team. We know Middleton's a good player, but... It's like the Bucks haven't sort of lit the world on fire either right now, whereas the Hornets are a good story. They're a fun watch. They've got LaMelo Ball. They're playing good basketball and they're winning games. And Hayward is averaging a career high. So I think uh, I think the answer is Middleton, but it's just great to see Gordon Hayward coming in here. Under, when he signed that big contract, it was kind of like, oh man, is he really going to make that much of a difference? And right now, the Hornets are starting to figure out like, okay, he is our guide. He's our go-to guy to score the ball. And let's go through him. Let's go through him and see mm-hmm. what he can do. And uh, again, it's not just him. There's some other factors there for Charlotte. But I think Gordon Hayward's having a very good season. So I think uh, I think the answer is Chris Middleton. Yeah, this is a tough one, Trey, because let me just give you the stats for both of these guys. Gordon Hayward, 22.5 points per game, 5-4. and four. He's currently in the 50-40-90 club. I know it's incredibly early. But his usage percentage back to his jazz days. You know, he signed that big four-year $120 million deal, and he's delivering, especially in these victories. Middleton... 22 and a half points per game, seven and six. He hasn't missed a shot, I don't think. His shooting splits are 55 from the floor, 49 from three, and 94, Lily. I know that gives you a mm-hmm. boner from the line. <laughs> He's hitting over four threes a game. He's got the same PER as like Luka Doncic. And I think both of these guys are a little bit under the radar. So who do you have in this question? The sneakier good season right now, Trey? I'm with Lee on this one. Yeah. I think that Middleton is having a more sneaky season because. He's an underrated player to begin with. He's an under-the-radar player, and he's playing on a Bucks team that we've seen now in this car- incarnation for what? I don't know. This is maybe the fourth season, yeah. and this is at least the third season that they're going to be a championship contender. 
uh, it's going to be tough for people to care about the Bucks the way that their playoffs have gone the past couple of seasons until, you know, they string together 18 straight wins or whatever it was last year. They'll have a streak where they look like the best team in the league. And then we'll start talking about Chris Middleton having a 50-50-90 season because... Lee's right. If you go on a House of Highlights page, if you go on an MLG Highlights, you're seeing a whole bunch of Gordon Hayward clips. That guy dunked on Nerland's Noel last night. That guy caught a full court pass and somehow shot a 12-foot jumper. Incredible <laughs> stuff. Um, but the Bucks, it's like, yeah, we expect you to win. We expect Giannis to put up huge numbers. Chris Middleton, you're probably going to be an all-star, averaging 22 to 25 a game. We know what we're seeing, whereas Gordon Hayward's a little bit shinier a little newer there in charlotte putting the team on the map again uh whereas middleton is just doing the same incredible stuff that he has been doing and he's slept on to begin with and we're sleeping harder on him right now yeah i think you guys got the right answer here i think also a part of it too is of course middleton is not the best player on his team that's going to Giannis, um despite putting up those amazing numbers like i said whereas hayward is the face right now of, of the franchise and that's even with Lamelo getting some love and buzz and some of their other young talent coming through and terry rozier having his moments it's it's hayward when you're putting up like you know those 30 point nights and getting victories that's the other part um like they did last night that's uh you know you're not as quiet maybe but it's still a sneaky good season if you ask me right now those those numbers for both those guys especially the sh- the efficiency is just lights out final one here you brought up that uh 12-foot baseline jumper there from Hayward. Now, that was led by a LaMelo full-court pass. I think Lili was uh, Mr. Worldwide Wob last night, tweeting that one out. Um, yeah. yeah, that's right. That's how he captioned it. And then I think it was UTK, correct me if I'm wrong, sort of ha- asking the question on our, on our Twitter page, who would be like the other teammate with LaMelo in NBA Jam? Because he, he's a no-brainer just with the highlights there. Would it be Hayward? Bridges or Terry Rozier, who would be LaMelo Ball's, you know, current day NBA Jam teammate? What's the answer, Trey? You asked the question, I think. I think it was you. Was it you or was it Tass or I don't know. When it comes from the factory, you never know. You never know. You never know. It's a union factory, so it's all the same. Uh, But it's a tough question. Gordon Hayward, clearly the best player on the Hornets, the most important player. He's their best scorer. He's probably their second best passer. He's their best player. He's an all-star candidate, no doubt about it. Terry Rozier, though, has been having a very, very solid season. He's shooting 43% from three, averaging 19 and a half a game. He's not having to do as much assisting now, so he's only down to three. He's not quite the lead ball handler. I can see him sitting next to LaMelo, having fun, playing a fast game on NBA Jam, but give me Sky Miles Bridges. The numbers aren't crazy. They're not going to wow you. He's only at about, uh, what, nine points per game right now, but he is an instrumental part of this team, I feel like, playing defense, getting up and down the court, and he would be an incredible alley-oop duo alongside LaMelo because, like we're saying, LaMelo's a guaranteed highlight. You're flipping on these highlight channels. He's getting highlights cut because he scored eight points. You don't see a thing that says eight (laughs) points, and you're like, oh, I got to see this. If they're cutting highlights for an eight-point game, something must be special. Uh, I love it when Bridges and LaMelo are on the court together. Bridges and LaMelo have formed or are are, are part of a lot of the most successful lineups that the Hornets have been running out, probably because they've been playing against benches versus starters, but they have been an effective duo. And that would be the team I would go for because you also need somebody that's going to push people, right? When you're pushing or when you're playing defense in NBA Jam, a lot of it is pushing. And I like the jacked nature of Miles Bridges to be helping there. Yeah, a little throwback to uh, Alonzo Mourning, Larry Johnson, Hornets days. You get those biceps and those shoulders. Lee, that's the one video game I know you've played in your life, NBA Jam. Oh, so yeah, who's, yeah. who's your teammate for uh, LaMelo? 
Yeah, I, I think it is Bridges too because he gives you the dunk. You're shooting 43% from three this season. Well, I know that doesn't always really count, but if you can get a guy who can hit those threes out there with Lamella, who's not a great shooter, then I think that's great. So, uh, yeah, I would go Bridges because he would do those somersault fly high in the air dunks <laughs> to come down and uh, and jam it. And, uh, you know, it's funny like talking about NBA Jam because I know uh, Shea Serrano's got a, an actual, um, you know, the, the whole box of, you know, what do you call it? Like the whole arcade, arcade version. Yeah. yeah. Got to get one, man. I got to get one. I got to get one. I want to get to play with my kids because it's just such a fun game to play. And, uh, you know, you're always in it. You're always in. There's never really a huge blowout in NBA Jam <laughs> because guys can always just get hot. And the computer kind of makes it like if you if you are down. Yeah, it's, called rubber, could, it's called rubber banding. Yeah, it's, it's built yeah, into it's, the game. Yeah, if you get a lead, it's, it's like the other team that can guy, That guy who isn't a great shooter all of a sudden catches on fire. So, uh, yeah, I think Lamelo and, uh, and Miles Bridges would be a great duo. Look at you guys sleeping on Gordon Hayward and his sneaky good season. You guys are taking yeah. a guy because he could dunk over a guy because yeah. he's 30? Crazy. <laughs> cool. Crazy. Cool. That's a, that is a fun one. We have it up on our Twitter page. So go uh, you know, vote in the poll or let's hear from you guys over there at No Dunk Sync or let us know in the stream team or in the YouTube comments. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Zach Harper is an NBA staff writer for The Athletic. You've also heard him on The Athletic NBA show podcast. You've seen him chopping it up with Big Waz on the restricted area over on YouTube as well. I think he's got like another 20 gigs too. Uh, So Zach, if he's there, there he is. Zach Harper, what's up? We're talking hoops with Zach. Talk hoops. What's up, man? How you doing? Yeah. I'm... Excellent. I I think it's easy that it's Miles Bridges as the NBA. <laughs> yeah, like that's like no one no one's looking for a twelve foot jumper in NBA Jam. You want the guy that can tear the rim off. Like no it's one true. no one wants Gordon Hayward out there. That's that's true. But Gordon Hayward is like he's not only having a sneaky good season, he's sneaky strong, guys. So that's he could he could push some people around yeah. too. Yeah, the dunk. Yeah, he's a good player, but I want, yeah. you want fun. No one, right. no one's running a pick and roll in the NBA Jam. No one's doing that. <laughs> what was your uh, what was your old school go to NBA Jam team, Zach? So uh, you know, as a kid, you're you're kind of an idiot. Uh, at least I was for sure. So I my sneaky team was I liked the Mavericks because it was Derek Harper. So I'd hear Harper and then like and, oh, and then God. Isolino, and I just loved yelling. My friends and I would always yell Isolino. No, like we would do that constantly. So that was the one. But like, you know, I was a, a Sonics dude with GP and, and yep. Camp. I love that team. That was that was the go-to. 
All right. Well, we wanted to have you on here today, um, oh. obviously to talk hoops with you. What? what, yeah. what you're already nah, signed. NBA Jam. Let's just no, talk NBA I know, Jam. I know it's the power <laughs> rankings, and this happened last year with the back end of the power rankings. I'd put a team 30th, and then they'd win like three straight, mm. and it was a curse of me, <laughs> not the curse of the team. But now it's happened in the front end of the power rankings. I don't know what to do. Yeah, your uh, week four power rankings up on The Athletic. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. Get that subscription so you can read Zach every week with yeah. these power rankings. Yeah, so you had the Lakers one. You kept them there. That makes sense. And then you had the Suns all the way up at number two. You had the Pacers all the way up at number three. They've been playing great basketball. And then what happens last night? Suns lose a stinker to the Wizards. And the Pacers, as we just talked about, fall short to the Kings. So this is the curse of, of Zach Harper here, is it? I think so. I think it is. Because it's, it's not that the Suns lost. They got obliterated by a horrible team, right? Yeah. Like, that's the, that's the issue. And then with the, the Pacers, I can deal with them losing a West Coast road trip game. But, like, to the Kings, who I said, this is the worst team in basketball. And they have the worst <laughs> defense in NBA history, which they still do after that game. Right. But I was watching that game, and I don't really root for stuff anymore. Like, I just want good basketball. Mm-hmm. But I got to admit, when, like, when Buddy Heald hit that three in the corner, I was like, come on, guys. You're supposed to blow this game. <laughs> it was at that point I knew, all right, I'm just cooked this thing. <laughs> yeah. Is that what it's like on Mondays? You're just watching the games like, oh, my, oh my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I, I tried to, I'll just like keep an eye on the games on Monday, like on my phone. And then if there's something really good, I'll go watch it. Um, but usually Mondays, I'm like, I got to get away from that. <laughs> it's been too much. And I know right. I'm just going to look like more of an idiot than usual. What of those two teams, who do you have more faith in? The Suns or the Pacers? Uh, you know, more faith in being still yeah. in your top five as the season goes on. Surprisingly, I think the Suns, like the Pacers are great, right? Mm-hmm. Pacers are really, really good, and Sabonis is good. Oladipo looks like he's mostly back, although he's making a few confusing decisions each night. Brogdon's been great. Miles Turner's blocking everything. Like, they're, they're really good, and in the East, I think, you know, you can feel comfortable with them. But there's something about the Suns team, the fa- and I've mentioned this before, but the fact that Booker's not going crazy, Chris Paul's not going crazy, mm-hmm. they're just playing good team basketball, like, that seems more sustainable to me because once Booker gets cooking, once Chris Paul starts starts hitting more shots like I don't know what the ceiling for that team is like they're they're not gonna be a contender in terms of being able to knock off the Lakers unless an injury happens to to Los Angeles but in terms of like could they be the two seed like at this point I I don't think that's crazy (laughs) I mean two seed seems uh pretty extreme to me but I guess you're right you know like they've been getting some some growth we've seen already from Cam Johnson from Mikhail Bridges who that was kind of going to be a question coming into this season right they played incredible in the bubble and it was going to say okay no are they going to be able to do it this year they added Chris Paul and like you're saying it hasn't just been the Booker and Chris Paul show really it's been everybody contributing for them so I can see him stringing together some wins, man. If the Suns go from out of the playoffs for a decade to the two seed, I don't know, man. I've I've been a Chris Paul hater for a long time. I turned the corner last year, but uh, I might have to delete all my takes off the internet if that's the case. From your power rankings, Zach, uh, especially when you compare it to like your preseason, sort of like where you thought teams might sort of fall Mm -hmm. in, in, in the cat in in the rankings. Who's been the biggest surprise to you? Is it the Suns or is it oh. even maybe even a team that's like way lower than you thought they were going to be? Yeah, well, oh, I mean, this is oh boy, I don't, don't want to do, do this to you, Skeets, but yeah. Yeah, it is the Raptors, <laughs> right? Like yeah. I didn't, I didn't expect this to be a smooth season for them, but I still like that team. I will say this: I like that the last three games, Siakam's been really good, despite mm-hmm. the the missed game winners and those are looks that I expect him to make. And listen, to you guys earlier, I I was a little confused, and maybe I'm just biased by the championship season but I felt like that year he got enough end of game looks where I'm like all right I'm comfortable with him as a clutch option 
Um, I felt like he did a good enough job there, but but in terms of I guess maybe last year, this year so far, maybe maybe you just feel differently because you've also got more skin in the game than I do with that. But I do expect this Raptors team to be like in the four or five mix by the end of the season. I, I don't think they're I don't think they're toast by any means. Four, you th- oh, four or five in the, in terms of the standings, yeah. Right. Not in oh, the power rank. I was going to say. Well, <laughs> just in the East, sorry. Talk, talk. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Lee. Uh, yeah, one one team who had a very strong week uh, went four and one on a road trip, the Oklahoma City Thunder. You bumped them up from 28th to 21st. What's your, what's your feel on the Thunder? Are they a team that people are just like, ah, forget about them, and that's why they're racking up wins? Or are they actually kind of like they were last year, just a little bit better than, than everyone sort of thinks. And they could, you know, a playoff berth is not out of a range of possibility for them. I do think they'll tail off. Like, I, I think teams will start taking them more seriously. I don't know that they're being taken that seriously. And I don't want to diminish what they're doing because they're playing really good defense with such a young team. Al Horford and George Hill have been a good influence on those young guys. And they're playing good team basketball. But, yeah, like, I, I've been kind of annoyed at the Thunder because at least early on, there's a lot of like four and five, five and five, six and five, five and four teams that makes it really hard to to rank them on <laughs> yeah. a weekly basis because I don't know where the hell to put any of these guys at, at times. And so with the Thunder, they're one of those teams where I'm just like, they'll be bad. I can count on them to be bad. And now they're four and four and they're winning these games I don't expect. And I'll admit, like, yeah, it's annoying me. The Thunder are annoying. They're supposed to be losing <laughs> games. They want to lose games. Their net rating is terrible. Like, they should be you know, kind of at least looking out for my power rankings. That's what I think they should be doing. Like, they're not being a good teammate to me, and so I think the Thunder need to lose more games. Is, is Has this season been, I mean, I know it's still early, but has it been more difficult to actually, like, slot these teams in because of these weird, like, games it feels like every night, these weird swings? And, like, obviously because we got a pandemic going on. We got, like, the right. Raptors aren't even playing at home for crying out loud. Like, has it been more difficult than it usually is, or it is always sort of tough? It's always, I mean, the early part of the season is always tough, yeah. but it's definitely been more difficult. And I tried to, like, my whole process, and this may shock some some of the commenters on the power rankings each week, but I do actually watch the games and put a lot of work in these power <laughs> rankings. It's usually my entire weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, is me working on these power rankings, much to the chagrin of my, my girlfriend who's like, can we at least, like, watch a movie or something? I'm like, no, I've got to see the Raptors <laughs> win this game. And like, that's what i got to do. And so, like, the last two weeks I've been like, I'm going to do... I'm going to do my, like, really, like, set in and, and order these teams. So Friday, I, I get all the updates, I get all the, the, the numbers, and I order what I think is going to happen in the weekend. And then the last two weeks, Saturday, mm. I go back and I look at what happened Friday night, and it's just obliterated. Like, everything's uh. up in the air. Like, I'm guessing so wrong. And then Saturday, I'm like, all right, I reorder, and I'm like, this is what I think is going to happen. Sunday, I'm just like, I'm just, I'm the... Like, who's the dude, uh, Sheldon from Big Bang Theory, that Jeffrey just throws papers in the air? That's me with the power rankings on Sunday. I'm just like, what am I, like, I'm doing all this pre-work, and it's not... It's sort of pointless. It's possible I'm just really bad at guessing what's going to happen in the <laughs> Like, I'm just, I, I have no idea what I'm doing at this point. You, it, it must feel worth it, though, when on a Monday afternoon or when, when the rankings come out and you have someone who say, how can you rank us 24th? I can't believe it. You're hating our team. Why did you do this to us? Harper hates it. You know, whoever that, maybe it's the Pistons or someone like that. And you're just like, people do get irrationally angry about a totally subjective ranking that comes out every single week and changes, but they still right. want to let you know. <laughs> and I'm still like, I, I think I have it in my little preamble there in the intro of like, 
I just think they're better. If you think they're better, like go do your own rankings. I'm fine. I'm not gonna be like, what the hell are you doing? Like you can rank them however you want. Like this is what I feel. That happened, Lee, uh, last week with the Knicks, right? I almost right. put them in the top twenty. And I was very close, and then and then you know I got all these Knicks fans like, oh, you just hate the Knicks. Clicks for Knicks, and which like, oh yeah, the clicks for ranking them twenty first. Like, oh my god, I'm making so much money now based on that. Um, but then they sucked this past week, and I kind of felt I was like, yeah, see, maybe I had them too high. You're right. Yeah. Maybe I did rank them incorrectly and then every once in a while you know the bulls will have a strong finish to the week and and trey's not happy with me so that that happens as well he's gets in the comments lets you know about it i couldn't yeah. believe the bulls were in the bottom 10 after a three in one week i know and they went I one know, and three they went one and three the next yeah. week so i think you were right about it that bounces one out. It, but, but is that the ba- is that the balance though zach of like trying to like okay well here's where they are obviously you're not just ranking them like well, here's the standings, so let's just rank them in order. Right. Yeah, Are you like, look? You're trying yeah. to look ahead a little bit, right? Or in looking yeah. back, going what's real and what isn't, what sticks and what doesn't, right? Yeah, I try to look at the quality of the wins, who, yeah. like who was in, who was out, what the trends are for the team within those wins, like like Siakam, right? They're not playing, not winning games, but Siakam's really getting going. So mm-hmm. like, I look at that as a positive sign. With um, Towns being out last week, I mean the Wolves are going to be bad regardless, but I had them as the worst team a week ago because they didn't have Towns. So that team without Towns is just not competitive. So mm-hmm. like that stuff matters to me. And then looking ahead, I'll be like, I kind of project of here's what I think is happening right now, and here's what I think is going to hold through the rest of the season. And then from that, I'm looking at, here's what's the schedule over the next three weeks? How is this going to look? And so like there is, there are a lot of very subjective factors. And then sometimes I'm just like, I don't think that team's any good. I don't care that they're winning games. Like I, that team's right. going to go down. It's a mirage, yeah. Well, you said you're like yeah. trying to watch as many games as possible, as many teams as possible to get an idea of how they're actually playing and not just the numbers that you're reading about. What's your favorite team to watch right now? Just like pure entertainment oh, standpoint. That's a good question. Um, it was it was surprisingly the uh, the Hawks for a bit. The Hawks okay. were a lot of fun, and now they they kind of tailed off a little bit. I'll say right now, I think my favorite team to watch is probably it's either Phoenix or I've gotten a lot of. I just think the Hornets are surprisingly yeah. fun. Like I, I'm in on the Lamelo train. Like I think you know Bridges and PJ Washington. Like I've can't watch Devonte Graham take another jump shot right now. But everything else, <laughs> like I'm I'm in on I'm in on this Hornets team. I don't think it's sustainable. But Lamelo's fun. Like he throws a yeah. bunch of crazy passes. They got high flyers. Bismack Biombo took a three recently. Like I'm like <laughs> all of it's fun to me. And the aesthetics too of like the jerseys and the court, I think yes. adds to that too. It's you know got that like '90s nostalgia there, and it just looks awesome. That always helps. Looks great. When yeah, the, it looks when great. the team is playing entertaining, and then it looks cool. Okay, so I thought the yeah. Hornets might be the mix. And you said the Suns as well. Zach, you said you're always uh, figuring out who's in and who's out when you're figuring out these rankings. A team that was really low in the rankings early, the Warriors. They didn't have Draymond Green. He's coming back, averaging a whopping four, five, and six. But it's completely changed the team. They're four and two since yeah. he's come back. Steph is obviously incandescent you cannot guard him right now unless you're the raptors and they guarded him but you know still you know lost. Ended up. Yeah. nonetheless nonetheless they've yeah. been good the warriors are good they're rising up the rankings i think they jumped thir- uh, 11 spots this week they're up to 13 here on no dunks though the main question are you on wiggins island do you believe in wiggins he's been balling the past week he hit like maybe the most clutch shot of his career going through his legs a couple of times for a pull-up in Paul George's face. It was wild stuff to see from Andrew Wiggins. Are you buying property? 
even in the Tom Thibodeau era, I think I would see out on a beach yonder, I would see skeets and we'd just give a little wave to each other. We were the only two people on Wiggins <laughs> Island. I haven't left. I've got a mansion there now. I'm hit, visiting the subway every single day. Yep. I love Wiggins <laughs> Island. It is one of the most incredible destinations. It's not just a vacation. You can build a home there. Like I'm in on Wiggins <laughs> Island. Uh, I think it's crap that he's getting the same hate that Kelly Oubre gets because Wiggins is shooting like 40% from three. He's been decent he's been a great pick and roll player um you know defensively you know it's uh, kind of hit or miss there is you know hit or miss he's had some good games actually yeah yeah he's had some good games like he's maybe this is a weird thing to say but he's looking more like rookie Andrew Wiggins on defense which is a very positive thing for him because he actually defended as a rookie at least one-on-one um so he's getting a little better there but yeah I'm all in on Wiggins Island I'm never leaving you couldn't drag me off there wow we got we got Lee living there now he's loving it he's growing out his hair on Wiggins Island uh, growing out his hair on Wiggins yeah. Island. And by the way, maybe check out the restricted area on Thursday. Maybe there's a Wiggins Island reference. Hey. I don't know. Maybe we'll flash that out. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Check out the restricted we'll area on YouTube. There. Shout out to Waz. Yeah. Shout out to Waz. Uh, yeah, I knew you were still there. You, you do have the biggest property. It's a, you got immaculate acreage there that you're taking care yeah. of. <laughs> Nobody will see. visit me. Yeah. Nobody yeah. wants to see my place. I have an incredible place there. No one wants to see it, but it's there. I can see you in a robe there, having a pipe out on the uh, oh, <laughs> out on the oh. balcony, just just really just walk out it. of the balcony, arms raised, <laughs> like oh, let the sun hit you. It's great. We uh, we talked about the Wolves at one point being the worst team in the league. You said you had the Kings. Mm. Like, do you really think the Kings are the worst team in the league, or are they just slotted in in week four there in the power rankings, number thirtieth? I mean, before last night, like they. They, I was watching their games. I'm just like, this isn't an NBA team the way they're playing. Like, yeah. Buddy Heald has been horrific. Obviously, the Bagley drama, the the Fox stuff. Like, he's been okay, but he's not been any any good, at least mm. in terms of leading a team. Um, Holmes has been solid, and Harrison Barnes has been solid. Obviously, Halliburton's good for a rookie, but um, no, this team's been been terrible. I mean, they again, they still have the worst defense in NBA history. It's 11 games, and you do have several teams doing that right now at least in the the top 10 for for worst team or worst team defense in NBA history so there is a lot of that trend going on mm-hmm. um I don't know that they'll fix it at any point because I just also look at that roster I'm like it's not good like they they just don't have a rotation that I think you can cobble together to to get wins consistently so I don't know what they do from there maybe they're not the worst team moving forward but they're bottom five the rest of the season probably like I, I just don't see a whole lot of hope there yeah, I think who would else be in the running? The Wolves, unfortunately, especially. Wolves will be there. Pistons, the Pistons will be there for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Uh, I want you to rank the following power rankings. Yours Ooh. at The okay. Athletic. Schumann's yeah. at NBA.com. That's a good one. Or like the uh, conglomerate that does ESPN's power rankings. And there's like eight guys that do that one. Uh, eight men are That one one's maybe. out. That one. Oh, that one's that out one's wide, wide because yeah, too many we're out. Of, I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw uh, a little a little shout out to my my guy Mo Dakiel. He does okay, the power call. rankings this season for Bleacher Report. Yes, good call. Uh, but he's still gonna be he's still gonna be towards the bottom because you know <laughs> I'm not gonna be that big of a bone. Uh, so I'll go fourth is the ESPN conglomerate. I'll put okay. Mo's uh, for Bleacher Report at third. Man, you know what? Whatever. I'll be I'll be egotistical. <laughs> I'm putting Schumann second. I'm putting me number one. Oh, there we go. Oh. Working that stuff every single week. I got the best power rankings out there. They're often wrong, but they're the best ones. That's, that's right. what's right. That's what's important with power rankings. None yeah. of they're right. They're the best ones. They're the most fun ones. You know, Schumann's gonna just have those little like stats, like oh, he's third in pick and roll coverage in the NBA. You know right? Exactly. Like, oh, I get it. Here's some smart writing with the yeah. power rankings. You don't right. get that with me. You're getting fun. 
<laughs> you mean gifs or gifs, however you want to yeah. pronounce it. That's right. I love that you had to cut down on the number of uh, gifs that you were including in the Power I was Rankings. told I was, I, there were two battles I lost. Two ba- I wanted to order 30 to 1 because that's how I – like, no one's scrolling down to see who's 30. So I wanted oh, that, but I lost that battle. And then, um, and then, yeah, it was just – I was it was killing everyone's phone and data. And so you just can't do that. You had to cut it down to 15. Because you had a gift for every team. Yeah, a gift on the beat. And yeah, and it was it's actually really, it's actually a lot easier for me because f- coming up with 30 of those things every week was, oh. was hard. 15 is hard enough. So trying to keep it somewhat fresh. It, I'm pretty sure I've repeated some several times. But you you yeah, said it was, takes you, like, was, all weekend to write the thing, though. Is that fair to say? Yeah, so I, I probably – Spend, so I usually do. So I'm on radio from like seven to ten a.m. on Friday mornings, and then I have a pod from ten to eleven, and then I have radio from seven to ten at night. So usually in that like one to four, one to four range um, for me, like I'm working on power rings, right. kind of ordering things. Saturday I'll spend about five six hours on it, and then it's pretty much from like noon to whenever I finish. Like uh, two weeks ago, I finished at 1.30 in the morning on Sunday. And then last week I finished uh, 10.45 at night. Super happy with that. Oh, I was very, wow. like, got to bed. At, it was great. That, that's when I was feeling great. And then, you know, last night happens. Then they're all wrong. Then they're all wrong. Are you, ha- are, you <laughs> exactly. having, are you finding any time to continue to work on your three-point shot? No, I can't. I can't find Not a court anywhere. At all. They took the rims Don't... off my local, my mm. local one, or they put the the locks on them. So, yeah. um, but I, you know, you know that thing, that burner's always hot. I'm never worried about that. <laughs> oh, that's. I mean, yeah. Like, can you beat Lily in a three point contest? I mean, you're confident in your power rankings. Are you confident so, in that? Yeah. So I would. I I was asked. Um, I think I was asked who the best shooter was of the media, and Lee's definitely Lee's up there. So I yeah. think. Lee, Seth Partnow's got a got a heater. He can shoot. Um, David Meneman's got a nice shot. Dave can shoot. Um, who else? Uh, well, he's not really in it anymore, but Beckley Mason was, was yeah. a pretty good shooter um, yeah. back in the day. But, you know, yeah, I, I feel con- like I think it's a coin flip <laughs> with me and Lee. Wow, you gotta yeah, make this The happen. confidence isn't a problem. Lee's a better, Lee's a better, um, Lee's a better set shooter. Like, I, I'm probably better off the dribble. That's, right. that's where my Right, right. So three-point contest Lee might have. Three-point contest, I, I think... Yeah, I think. I mean, I, I it's gonna be it's gonna be a coin flip, I think. But Whoa. Lee's a, Lee's a great shooter. Lee's really. Good. We, we, we gotta we gotta make it happen we when we're allowed it. to be around other people yeah. again. I mean, a, a, anytime that'd be a fun that'd be a fun event. A media yeah, power a rankings media. are cool, contest. but media shooter power rankings <laughs> that's that's rising to number one for I me was, right now. <laughs> I was devastated that I didn't get to go to that media game in the Bay Area. Mm. Uh, what was it, a year and a half ago or whatever? I, I couldn't I couldn't make it up there, and I was just watching. I was just like, man, I could be I could be having a heart attack next to these guys right now. I could <laughs> oh my god, I could have hit a three and just collapsed. Like I would have been great. Well, I hope you saw how that one ended there, Zach. Oh, I hope you remember. <laughs> <laughs> you were finals MVP, our, weren't you? According to uh, Danny Larue, weren't you? Yeah, it, it ended with us like yelling at at, uh, at Trey Trevon Edwards, like because we he was supposed to be our ringer, like hey, he's going to represent you know the Count the Dings crew, and he was terrible. He was awful. Oh. He played <laughs> he played college ball, like he's good. Yeah, I played with them before. He was awful. Oh, that happens, right? You have those days. I guess uh, so. Um, what was that called? The Metro Media Metro Media Jam. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think well, Quinn he's... Cook was an announcer or something like that. It was something weird. <laughs> Uh, he was there, yeah, yeah. He was, he was there. Yeah, he, just, he was just hanging yeah, out. He was there. <laughs> he was working on his media power rankings. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, any other questions for, for for Zach here? We're going to keep you around to the end of the show if you don't mind, Zach. Oh, I know yeah. you're a busy guy. Yeah, but uh, any I'm other here. questions, Trey? Well, we heard this week after LaMelo Ball had his first triple-double, youngest in league history. They did uh, an interview with him after the game. They said, 
how are you so good at rebounding? He said, I played a lot of 21 growing up, which understandable. You got to be able to do everything yeah. on the court when you're playing 21. But for me, I played 32. What'd you play growing up? Oh, we played 21. 21 we played 21. And what's weird is we, in eighth grade, I remember we would, like, we had plenty of courts and plenty of basketballs, but we would just play, like, a 19-person game of 21. <laughs> oh, yeah. Chaos. Like, yeah, we, see, I'm just in like, Canada, we called that. So, okay, so 21 to me growing up was, like, the classic free throw shooting, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're getting oh, your yeah, scoring yeah. points at line, and then you just rebound wherever you got the rebound, then you shoot, all that. But when we would add a third, fourth, fifth, sixth player, whatever... We called that American 21. That oh, was like, the, yeah, was, I don't know why we called that American 21, where it's like this one on one game where you said, Zach, you can have up to like 19 people playing in the game. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, we should have just been running fives the whole time. I like, don't think yeah, exactly. fine, but like, yeah, but did you guys play with like, like, a, like if you tip in, it was like a clear, it would, like if you had a one handed tip, it would like clear someone's points completely out. Like we had these uh-huh. weird rules that got thrown into it where like if you tip someone's missed shot, it screwed over the person that missed the shot. Oh, oh we no. definitely had tips. If you tipped it in, I don't think we had tipulation stipulations with regards to the hands. <laughs> if you're one hand, two hand, you're going back to zero if yeah. you tip. But for us, 32 was the game where you're playing twos and threes, no tips. And like you're saying, you're oh, just okay. trying to score through 100 people standing underneath the lake. It's basically <laughs> yeah. impossible. Somebody's you getting hurt. You're in to... high school. Who cares? Yeah. You'll yeah. heal you the next You had to learn day. how to be a jump shooter. Like, that's yeah. what you had to do. You, yes. just had to learn, like, you just had to learn how to shoot. Yeah, it didn't matter how great your handles were. You weren't getting around 100 no. guys in the pit. <laughs> Not curling me out there. Shoot. It wasn't going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> you had to shoot. All right. Well, let's take a quick break here to hear from our sponsors, but we do have Tweet of the Night. What do you got, Trey? As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Wouldn't you love to travel without the actual, you know, traveling part? For example, I want to go to Lisbon, let's say. I just snap my fingers, I'm there. No driving to the airport, no flight delays, no fools at security who still don't know that, yes, you need to take your laptop out of your bag and place it in the tray. Oh my God, how long have we been doing this? Travel without traveling. I want it both ways, but that's not possible. It is with Mack Weldon, though. Guys tend to think looking sharp means starchy Oxfords and stiff chinos rather than effortless comfort. But this is possible to have it both ways. Mack Weldon makes timeless apparel with modern performance fabrics for guys who want to look and feel sharp without sacrificing comfort. From their light-as-air underwear to innovative anti-odor tees and versatile yet comfortable pants, 
Mack Weldon has a full range of clothes that never go out of style. I've got it all. I got the air knit underwear. I got the Ace Collection sweatpants. I've got the Silver Peak polo. Everything fits perfectly. All I get is compliments. Mack Weldon has figured this stuff out. Because performance fabric usually means clothes that look or feel sort of techy or shiny. Mack Weldon clothes are designed to fit your style and the demands of a busy life. They look like regular clothes, which is good. I want regular clothes, but feel like the latest in modern comfort. They're the go-to choice for guys who want to look great without even trying. Get timeless looks with modern comfort from Mack Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your first order with the promo code NODUNKS. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com, promo code NODUNKS. You said like eight words in that ad read that I didn't even know were words. <laughs> hey, man. There is a wide world of mushroom research out there, and it is, it's fascinating stuff. It's honestly wow. fascinating stuff. Think of everything underneath the ground that we don't know about. Mycelium. Foraging in your cup. That's what they should go with. Uh, That's let's not bad. Get to tweet of the night. Mm, tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. This is like the equivalent of Zach Harper ranking his power rankings first in all of the power rankings. Because I'm giving tweet of the night to myself yeah tweet yeah. Of the night goes to at je skeets uh because i shared this video last night this happened in the grizzlies cavaliers game weird moment with andre drummond and kyle anderson like drummond's telling him to back up i guess for the jump ball and then he goes over because he's like not moving and Touches him on, first off, he touches him on the thighs. Touches him, him on the thighs. Yeah, and then Kyle Anderson flops, Zach. It's so weird. I've never seen someone push someone by the thighs before. Like, that was the weirdest part of me. I saw that last night. I was like, what? who pushes anybody by the thighs? And I then, mean, yeah. Yeah. I guess you'd do it to like in a kid's game, maybe, if a kid just sort of has never played before. And it's like, no, you've got to move out and you're trying to like move his thighs, but not a professional NBA player who doesn't seem to understand the rules and, and the requirements of where he has to stand for a jump ball. Shetty Osmond is so mad at that yeah. whole situation, too. If you look at him, he's just like, come on, guys, what are we doing? <laughs> I just literally, my caption for that video was, LOL, what? Like, what? Yeah. I have so many cues. I don't know if people even followed up with Drummond after the game about this or Kyle Anderson. Like, they're obviously, like, joking here. It's, it's, it's all in good fun. But, like, what a weird, weird clip. The NBA always delivering. So, tweet of the night to me. Congrats, me. <laughs> what a tweet. Ah, that was fantastic. Uh, Pick'em results from last night. It was the Raptors-Blazers game. Blazers were favored by five and a half. They won the game, but they didn't cover. So three of us had Toronto. Tass had them, Trey, you had them, and I had them. So that's a win, at least in the pick'em, Lee. Sorry, you take the L on that one. Lee, you're four and eight here, mate, for uh, for our first pick'em of the season. So you're four and eight, Trey's five and seven, Tass is six and five, and I'm seven and five. No, I did that wrong. I added that wrong. Someone's wrong there. But anyway, I'm leading, and then it's Taz, Trey, and Lee in some order. Tonight's game, though, is the Pacers-Warriors. Zach, I just want to get your take. Warriors favored by two and a half. If you're a betting man, who are you going with tonight? Pacers-Warriors. I actually think things have been trending a little too hot for the Warriors lately. I'll take the Pacers. Second out of a back-to-back is tough, but I do think uh, I think the Pacers come out and 
they'll be good defensively tonight. I, I think they'll win that game. Okay, a straight up win. Trey, who do you got tonight? Warriors are favored by two and a half. Yeah, Zach's right. It is second night of the back the back for the Pacers. Also their third game in four nights. They've lost two in a row. Could use a win. Would make those power rankings look good. But I'll take the Warriors. They've been too good lately. Mm. And I got a feeling the Pacers are gonna be a little tired. Just a little okay. bit tired. A little tired. Lily, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, right now I'm so cold. Uh, I, I, I just feel the Pacers uh, are going to have a little bounce back and just get that one. Warriors two and a half. I think the Pacers do it tonight. So give me Indiana on the road. Oh no! So that basically that basically locks in the Warriors to get, get it tonight. I was going to say I'm fading you like crazy. Give me the Warriors. I was going to take Indiana, but I'm just taking the Warriors now because Lee's going with Indy. So I'll take the Warriors to win by three. And let's hear who Tass has first. That's what happens when you don't care about your pick, Lee. You lose. Second, if no one cares, should we even bother doing this segment? And third, I don't care. I'm taking the Pacers. Oh, wow. Okay, yes. Task referencing Lee not caring yesterday when it came to his pick. <laughs> it was more just trying to put too much thought behind it. It was just like, oh, I don't really know. There's no real form right now. Every every night there's something crazy happening. So it's true. It's just like, bring, a, bring a coin, mate, and just flip it right here live on the show. Mm. See what happens. Heads or tails. Why not? Try it tomorrow if you lose again, okay? You got to give that a go. Uh, Zach, where can the people, what's the easiest way for the people, obviously, to, to follow all your work? Talk hoops across all social media platforms. Simple as that. Simple as that. I can't you get believe. all the, the the tweets, the articles, the radio shows, the podcast, the video show, all that stuff, all right there. You are a busy man. I had no idea you were doing that much radio. Is that normal that you're doing in the morning and then then the late shift as well? Fri- uh, just on Fridays. Fridays oh, okay, okay. I, Friday, yeah, just Fridays I do that. Fridays I usually talk to Amin Al-Hassan for about eight hours professionally, which is way too long. <laughs> way My long. goodness. Shout out to Amin Al-Hassan uh, joining the pirate yeah. ship, right? Dan Levitar. Yeah, absolutely. That's fun. That is fantastic. So shout out to Amin. Uh, but that's a lot of time to talk to Amin. I like Amin too. Eight too hours. Much. Well, I actually no, feel bad for Amin I, talking to you for eight hours. I mean, uh, I, yeah, no. no <laughs> I, both of us, it's usually like around the... Second half of that radio show, like halfway through hour five of the day of at least talking on the radio into that sixth hour of radio where we're like, we got to bring a guest on. We can't talk to each other anymore. Right. We, have to, we have to bring somebody in. So if you guys are up late, uh, you know, feeling a little antsy on Friday midnight night? East Coast time. Come on on. All right. Mad all Dog right. Sports Good Radio. To Good to know. Uh, guys, email us your NBA questions. No dunks at theathletic.com. Check out Tass's mini recap pod. What you need to know, that's up on our No Dunks uh, YouTube feed. Of course, it's in the No Dunks podcast feed as well. Go grab your No Dunks merch at nodunks.com. Make sure you subscribe to The Athletic so you can read Zach Harper's power rankings, the best power rankings in the biz. Sorry, Schumann. <laughs> it's yeah. a fact. You ain't going to yeah. hashtag well actually me on that one, Shu, because that's my opinion. No, no you're not. Oh, congrats oh. on being smart. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. Sign up for a subscription to The Athletic. $3.99 a month. Again, you'll get the power rankings. You get Hollinger. You get Hall of Famer David Aldridge. And you get all the podcasts as well, not just no dunks ad free you also get the athletic nba show which zach is obviously on so go take advantage of that offer zach thanks so much for joining us here today really appreciate it oh you guys know i'm a big fan so thank you thank you thank you thank you clipper bros you heard it here first have a great time turn up love you guys awesome thanks for joining us and remember don't feel bad about putting yourself number one if you don't do it who will brace the day people you could stay